Good morning, sir. Hey, Kevin, Corey, Mike. Great to be on with you this morning. It is a great day, Jerry. Jerry, I'm uh, I'm doing a really cool event tonight at the Star with Charlotte. Uh, I'm really excited about this. And, you know, as a as what we do, i got to make sure I'll loosen everything up just a little bit. How do I get Charlotte to laugh tonight? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, talk a little about how great it's going with her uh, Medal of Honor uh, uh, work that we're doing. We're having quite a national fundraiser relative to uh, uh, the Medal of Honor recipients and uh, over our great museum that will be right there next to the stadium in Arlington. And um, uh, at this particular juncture, in COVID, she's up over $100 million that wow. she's raised for the, the Medal of Honor uh, recipients. And this is one of the great uh, efforts, uh, not not hers, but the, the Medal of Honor recipients want to use uh, that patriotism, want to use that recognition of their service to the country to say, hey, this is what America is about. This is what patriotism is about. And so uh, it's uh, quite a uh, quite an effort, quite an undertaking. And uh, the goal is $180 million. And boy, she tearing it up. Yeah, actually, uh, Jerry, I mean, while we were out there in Oxnard, Kevin and I had stopped in and talked with Flo. You had Flo uh, come out there, and I know you had a nice long conversation with him after you walked off. We uh, we interviewed him and had him on the show, and his story was absolutely phenomenal. Well, the, the things that uh, uh, those Medal of Honor recipients have done for this country are just, uh, just uh, beyond belief. And what a great way to say to America and say to the country, uh, uh, this is the kinds of messages that we want to be thinking about as far as uh, not only just the youth, but all of us together. And uh, this is a great step in that direction. We talked about this earlier in the show. I'd love to get your insights for better or worse. What do you feel like you've learned about the team through these first two games? Well, I've seen uh, resiliency. Uh, we obviously, between uh, our injuries as well as the COVID, uh, most clubs are having to deal with some uh, sort of uh, uh, same situation. But uh, uh, our ability to uh, use our young people, and when I say young people, we've got some players that are, have just joined the team uh, this past year that are really making a big contribution. They aren't rookies, uh, but, uh, boy, they had some great training camps. And it's consistently showing up in these first two ball games. But uh, uh, the numbers of players that we're using, of course, the poster child, poster boy for all of this is Micah in terms of his position flex. But just that to me says it all about how our coaches are utilizing the uh, flex within our offense, within our defense, within the personnel, and uh, really making uh, – positive things happen on the field and, and that's going to do nothing but get better when when you hired dan quinn did was the idea hey we might not have all the right players but we're going to find as many players that you can utilize as possible because i heard you talk about his creativity earlier this week with sean and rj and it does seem like you know dan, dan had lots of input on the types of players he wanted to get well that's and and i've always believed in that i've involved coaches uh, when we're drafting or in free agency, uh, I've always involved uh, the, the coaching perspective. 
and you say, well, you know, a lot of people would think, well, duh. Well, no, you got a, a huge uh, a scouting perspective, and that's as it should be. They spend a hundred, spend a hundred percent of their time year-round evaluating players, not just the ones that are in college, but the ones that are on other teams, other teams' practice squads, and so uh, all of it comes together. But yes, the input from the coaches it was evident in free agency, it was evident in the draft. Uh, a lot of these players fit what we're trying to do. That's the key. Uh, they do fit, but they've got their athletes, and they really have the ability to uh, uh, not only uh, have a different role, uh, but they have the ability, of course, with their athletic ability to execute it. Now, a lot of people are caught up about Nick Sirianni wearing that Beat Dallas shirt. I know usually we see in a nice suit. But when you're lounging around or relaxing, do you have any T-shirts or anything like that that say inflammatory things about NFC East other teams? Well, listen, I've had enough uh, of, of uh, over the years. Philadelphia, there's, uh, you know, they they take such pride in basically um, uh, uh, creating slogans and creating uh, different types of expressions. And um, my my hero is Drew Pearson for standing up there in Philadelphia at the lab <laughs> and just absolutely putting it on them in terms of uh, what's there. But uh, my, make no mistake about it now, uh, uh, that, that that inspires uh, uh, their fan base. It inspires, uh, it, it probably inspires their players. And there's no rougher place to play in the whole country than to play there in Philadelphia. So uh, I've got some great stories about uh, – uh, my times uh, uh, in and around the games and in and around the uh, times that uh, we've been in Philadelphia, and there's no question they're a great rivalry. Well, that being said, you know, there are three gentlemen at halftime that are going to be getting their Hall of Fame rings on Monday night, and Drew Pearson being one of them, you're going to say, hey, you know what, go ahead and take the mic and give one of those speeches again. Absolutely. And he'll have the mic, and Jimmy Johnson will have the mic, and, and so will Harris, and and the point is that uh, uh, all of them uh, uh, certainly deserve the recognition of getting that ring from Big David Baker uh, out there in front of our fans. And uh, hopefully well, you can cut it uh, with a knife, the atmosphere and enthusiasm by uh, playing Philadelphia at the same time. But uh, it, it's, uh, it's certainly Monday night's going to be a, uh, a great night, long time coming for uh, these uh, great contributors to the Dallas Cowboys. Is there anything that Jimmy Johnson could possibly say that he hasn't already told you before or y'all haven't already had conversations about? Well, I'm sure there are a lot of things. Jimmy's a bright guy. And he's uh, got, a, got a lot uh, mentally. And uh, so I'm sure there's a lot of things. Uh, it's no secret, of course. We were together very young when we were very early years of our college and through college. And, uh, then we had known each other a lot of years uh, uh, before the Cowboys, and so. Uh, uh, but but uh, uh, the, I'll tell you what: all of our minutes actually could be filled with the times that we've had together. And I'm talking uh, really good times. I'm talking positive times here, nothing negative. Are you still Are you still waiting for the right timing to announce him into the Ring of Honor? Is there Is there a right timing for that? Well, again, the one thing that we did not want to do in any way is take away from this great recognition uh, 
of uh, going in the NFL Hall of Fame. And so uh, uh, I didn't want to take away not only uh, from from his uh, accomplishment of uh, entering the NFL Hall of Fame, but from the other players as well. And so uh, 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 Monday night is going to be all about the Hall of Fame and David Baker, and as it as it really should be. And so uh, we'll uh, get to the uh, other stuff relative to the Ring of Honor later on, and that's not to diminish it. It's just to say uh, uh, we can do both. There you go. The uh, the the first two Cowboys games have been the most viewed games, like uh, the most viewed television shows, Jerry. And a lot of fans have been they've been clamoring to get NFL. Like, what is it right now? Like, uh, you you really did a lot of effort ramping up the Cowboys, pushing hard knocks, and all those things. What's it like to see all the fans' interest level back right now? Well, it's um, very rewarding uh, when you see that uh, certainly the preseason games and the things such as hard knocks, how it primes the pump, how it uh, generates the interest. I knew a long time ago that one of the special things about the NFL is, frankly, you can have year-round interest in the NFL. But we are certainly excited over the fact that the viewership is up by really over 14% from this time a year ago. And what really makes that special is that television viewing itself is down 9%. So you can see how that is completely uh, reverse of where the, the tide of, of viewership is. Yet, on the other hand, we have that in the NFL. And for the Dallas Cowboys to be in front of 25 million people two times with our first two ball games is is just uh, about as rewarding and exciting as it can be. And uh, there's no question uh, our team has a lot of interest around the country. And it really has a lot of interest when it's uh, playing good football to be trite when I say that. And I mean, I understand. But the fact that uh, uh, we're, we have 25 million viewers, I've often said that that stadium, that stadium was built uh, certainly uh, for a great place for the Cowboys to play in front of 100,000 people. Uh, but the real uh, icing on the cake for that stadium and the reason I spent about 50% more out there is because it goes to 25 million and 30 million people. And so when Al Michaels and those guys are talking it up, they're looking for real meat on the bone, and our stadium does that. So all of this is a great way to start this season and I think does show that the more exciting uh, uh, time, for instance, in our area alone, uh, in the Dallas uh, Dallas area, we have 21% more people that viewed our first two games than did a year ago. And so uh, uh, all of that really is inspirational, and we've got to play good football. Now, if you play good football, well, hopefully you can skip the wild card weekend altogether. But what do you think about the super wild card weekend and expanding a game out to Monday? Do you think people might complain about that being a competitive disadvantage if you were to win that game? No, I don't. Uh, I think uh, uh, that will be a part of getting in the playoffs. It's there. Uh, you, you measure it up as the weeks ahead to go toward it. And uh, that's just one of the honors of uh, getting in the playoffs. But I love it from the standpoint of how it um, uh, helps, in my mind, create uh, additional interest, additional viewership to have that primetime game on Monday night. So uh, that's great. I uh, uh, am aware of it and was aware of it when we were thinking about doing it. It We have our 17 games this year, and that really allows us to uh, 
have some real uh, uh, flexibility in our scheduling. Okay. All right. And so, so Monday night was picked specifically because you wanted the prime time uh, uh, viewing then, right? Correct. Okay. But, uh, uh, when you say specifically, uh, it, uh, you know, it just follows that audience is there and that audience is receptive to watching that game. And that just expands the viewership of the NFL. Now, we saw earlier this week, not surprising, I know DeMarcus Ware will be eligible for the Hall of Fame. I was hoping we could kind of pick your brain there and get your thoughts on DeMarcus Ware as a Hall of Famer and then somebody we've championed for a long time, Darren Woodson, as a potential Hall of Famer. Well, I think both are Hall of Famers without hesitation. Uh, Darren's career, uh, in essence, in my mind, really speaks for himself, for itself. And uh, uh, certainly when I look at uh, uh, the makeup of the Hall of Fame uh, recipients, uh, Darren Woodson is right there among them. Uh, relative to the Marcus Ware, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the fun I had with Bill Parcells uh, when we uh, drafted Mark DeMarcus, and, and uh, he wanted initially to go with the first pick and go with Spears. And he was pretty adamant about it. And so uh, we uh, kind of had a, uh, a lot of confrontation as we were coming up to the pick. Well, uh, it came time to turn it in, and I turned in uh, as uh, DeMarcus Ware. And Bill was riding on a legal pad, and he slipped over in front of me and said, if said player doesn't have average 10 sacks a year in his first three years with the Cowboys, uh, then uh, Mr. Jones owes me and my significant other uh, a trip on his G5 uh, five times a year. And that was had signature lines on it. Well, I wrote back and said, uh, well, Mr. Jones so agrees, except if player does have over 10 sacks a year, the plane will go five trips a year with Parcells' significant other, but without Bill. Just <laughs> he turned out to be a good pick there, yeah. Jerry. Turned out to be we pretty turned good. out to be a good pick and had a lot of fun doing it. Really did. We, we kept that one. Uh, Jerry, before we let you go, the, uh, the the Philadelphia fans, from what we like, from what we gather, they're the nastiest fans out there. And I know "nasty" might be the wrong word, but no, that, that's the right word. They're nasty fans. Do you want that type of environment Monday night from the Cowboys fans too, to for people to come in and be like, "Oh, it's nasty in this place right now." Hey, I want the Cowboy fans because uh, we get it. We get to them uh, being Cowboy fans, and. Uh, uh, I like it when we go to Philadelphia, too. But uh, I do want to give them a big helping of what the Cowboy fans can be like, especially if we give our fans something to uh, get on top and, and uh, really stay excited about. Uh, but uh, listen, I, I really, uh, I've had so many experiences there in Philadelphia. And, and uh, uh, frankly, uh, 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 some of them have been uh, distasteful to some degree but never to the degree that it didn't make me want to kick the you-know-what. And so that just adds fuel to the fire. I hope you won't want to kick my you-know-what for asking this question. I don't know if you can speak on this or not, but what are your thoughts about the the continuing lawsuit with the Rams moving? I know that like you're involved to a certain degree. Can you tell us anything about that? Well, of course, uh, I uh, can appreciate their... Uh, the the uh, St. Louis's uh, uh, concern or uh, St. Louis's 
uh, interest in losing an NFL team. And I see that. I know how special they are. And so it's a product of that. Uh, uh, I know firsthand. Uh, firsthand. Uh, I'm very familiar with Missouri. And I'm very familiar with uh, how uh, the, the Rams operated in Missouri and Stan Kroenke's commitment and the type of of uh, sensitivity that he had in his love for Missouri. I know all of that firsthand, and it was outstanding. And so uh, uh, every opportunity was uh, given for uh, the Rams to remain in uh, uh, St. Louis, in my view. So having said that, uh, I think that uh, 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 hopefully this thing will uh, seek its right level. Thank you very much, Jerry. We appreciate it. And obviously, we're looking forward to Monday night against the Eagles. We'll catch up with you next week. Okay, guys. Good to be on with you. Thank you.